Welcome to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson. Kirsten and her guests are here to help you stop struggling with your own self-acceptance and teach you how to love yourself unconditionally. Now, here's Kirsten. Welcome to Freedom for Humans, where we talk about the ways in which we as humans can free ourselves from suffering by practicing unconditional love, acceptance, and compassion for ourselves. I'm Kirsten Johansson, your host. And um, welcome to um, an episode I'm calling Seven Days of Gratitude. And this came about because, you know, it is uh, the holidays. And of course, Thanksgiving uh, brings up discussions about gratitude. And I had a couple really fun guests on. So I didn't end up doing any any kind of a solo show around Thanksgiving. But as I was, um, you know, hanging out and getting a little bit of rest in, um one of the things that Daily Ohm offered, which I do, I do want to just uh, make a positive pitch for Daily Ohm, which has so many wonderful resources on it. I've taken lots and lots of courses and continue to take lots of courses on Daily Ohm. Um, they're set up so that it's not a subscription, so it's not a recurring cost. So that might be appealing to you if you're somebody who is keeping an eye on their subscriptions. You purchase a course and they typically give you three prices. And so you choose the price that works best for you. And, you know, it's just kind of on the honor system. And then you have access to the course uh, forever and ever. And so some of them I've taken multiple times. And ultimately, it's just um, a very reasonable commitment uh, to make. And they typically provide enough information about the course for you to know whether it's for you and also if you're not sure, sometimes what I'll do is um, look up the contributor because uh, there's often, you know, resources available on YouTube or on the person's website, et cetera. To, uh, so, you know, yeah, like, yes, this person's course is for me and uh, I'm good to spend the 19 bucks or the 35 bucks or the 55 bucks. I think that's where the prices are sitting right now. So anyway, I was... Uh, interacting with the daily ohm as i often do the newsletter i like the newsletter and the horoscope and uh, lots of the courses and they just offered a seven day gratitude journal um that was printable and i thought hmm well maybe i'll just print that out and um do a seven days of gratitude so um that's what we're doing and i want you to know that's where these prompts are coming from so you can uh, follow along and use these for yourself if you like. And again, they are from Daily Ohm's um, Seven Days of Gratitude that was offered as a little gift around Thanksgiving. So day one, the prompt is, what is one thing that made you smile this week? Well, of course, I couldn't come up with just one thing. Uh, I thought, hmm, well, let me just brainstorm the things that made me smile this week. So first of all, um, you know, I'm on the Oregon coast now. Um, I spend part of my time in Malta and part of my time here. And, you know, it's the Pacific Northwest. And so sometimes uh, it's gray. It's gray and it's rainy. And so there's many, many beautiful things about the Pacific Northwest. And the the raininess is what causes the, uh, you know, everything to be so green and um, and lush. And it's also, you know, gray and rainy. So anyway, since I've been here um, the last couple of weeks, with my mom, it's just been gorgeous. And I'm aware of the temporary nature of that. So 
I'm using one of those things that is tied to happiness. Uh, it's a happiness practice and it's called savoring. And that's where you just enjoy, you savor or enjoy whatever it is that you're doing or experiencing or seeing, because in this life, everything is temporary. Uh, and so I do see that um, in a few days that the sun is going to go away and it's going to stay gone. And so um, it is gorgeous today and it's been gorgeous and I am savoring and it is making me smile and just kind of breathe it in. Another thing that came up for me is I have picked up some seasonal retail work while I'm here in the U.S. for a variety of reasons. Um, and so I, you know, I spent Black Friday working retail and I was put at the front of the store. Um, I was greeting and setting the tone for the day and talking about the specials that we had. And, you know, I was, of course, smiling at people um, as they came in. But I also noticed something that you know, I know this to be true, but it was a good reminder. Um, you know, it was a busy day um, at the the mall where I'm working at and the store that I'm working in, um, Bath and Body Works, BBW, the store that I'm working in, you know, we, we can see the outside. So I'm not in a mall where you can't see the outside. So I'm standing uh, in front of the door, um, welcoming people in. And in some cases I'm smiling at people and they're not coming in, but they're smiling back. So that's one thing. Um, I know that to be true, but it's great to sort of test it out in the real world, smile at people. Uh, they will reflexively smile back and you will have lifted them and their smile back at you will lift you. Um, and so give that a try. Um, and, you know, the other one of the other things that made me smile about this um, seasonal retail work that I'm doing is that I kind of smiled at myself. I've spent the last 15 years as a remote work from home person. So I've been a remote worker since 2008 before it kind of became, you know, more of the norm. And, um, you know, so 15 years I've been work from home. And then the last two years I've been self-employed and have mostly worked solo other than working with um, clients. I've, I've worked pretty much by myself. Um, and so I went from that to working with a, a team um, in a retail environment being customer facing and hitting the ground running on Black Friday. And there's so much about it that I enjoyed, honestly. Um, and so, yeah, so I smiled while I was doing it and it just made me smile to think about the two different worlds that I'm inhabiting right now. My uh, self-employed work from home world and my seasonal retail world. Uh, I also, uh, I chatted with my nephew uh, yesterday. And of course we smiled and laughed at a number of things. So, um, you know, just remember to, um, remember to interact with the people that you love, uh, in this life that is incredibly important and will likely bring a smile to your face. Um, I was, uh, hanging out with my mom. We were watching game shows probably, which is one of the things that we like to do. And, uh, she just flubbed a word. <laughs> She just flubbed a word and it was as simple as just changing the vowel sound of a word. And it just, it surprised her. Like it came out of her mouth and it's, 
it surprised her. (laughs) She just started laughing hysterically and I started laughing hysterically. I mean, it was, it was nothing. And it was just so uh, funny to us. And she commented that she hadn't laughed today and, and it felt great to laugh and it felt great to me as well. Um, And so, you know, just like um, we try not to sweat the small stuff, um, you know, let's laugh at the small stuff, right? Because much of this life is small stuff. And we sometimes we miss it while we're waiting for the big stuff that we think is going to, you know, really bring the the happiness maybe that we might be looking for outside of ourselves. But it really is right in front of us. It really is right here, right now um, in the little things about life. So those are some of the things I came up with um, that made me smile. And so um, so that's your prompt um, for day one. What is one thing that made you smile this week? And just reflecting on that might uh, bring a smile to your face and um, help you to move into gratitude, which can you know really shift both your mindset and your physical body. And down at the bottom um, of this seven days of gratitude guide from Daily Ohm is an affirmation, and it is, I allow my inner light to shine brightly. And I thought that was interesting. I allow my inner light to shine brightly because I am doing a course right now on Daily Om and the meditation in it yesterday was really about breathing deeply um, into your belly. So I've talked about that lots on this show Um, and imagining that you are kind of bathed in a glow of light and that when you breathe in that glow, that glow of that light um, comes inside of you. Uh, So you are also glowing with light and um, that particular visualization along with the breathing, I find does something similar uh, to gratitude, which is it shifts my uh, physical and my, my mental uh, thoughts, whatever was going on in there um, is shifted and calmed and a sense of peace comes with it. Okay, that is it for day one, and um, I'm going to join you again on day two for our seven days of gratitude. Hey there, welcome uh, back to our seven days of gratitude. Uh, Today is day two, and um, as a reminder, these prompts come from seven days of gratitude, a guide that DeLeon provided around uh, Thanksgiving. So today's prompt is, what is a meaningful gift you've received and why did it mean so much to you? And again, these prompts are ways to shift into gratitude. Um, And so if you're somebody who is working on that, a gratitude practice, and maybe you struggle to find, find something to be grateful for, sometimes that happens when we are engaged with kind of the conditioned voice that likes to point out all the things that are going on that are not um, how we would like them to be, um, for example. And so, um, you know, if you struggle to find something to be grateful for um, as you are working on your gratitude practice, questions and prompts like these can help us to do so. So what's a meaningful gift you've received and why did it mean so much to you? So when I thought about that, I thought about a painting that my ex-husband did. He is a painter um, and he painted a variety of things during the, you know, I was with him 17 years uh, during the time that I knew him. 
I had a Polaroid of my dad standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon when he was, I believe, some maybe 18 or 19 years old. And he had these cool, dark wash, uh, kind of old, old original Levi's on and um, I think maybe some hush puppies um, and a cool tweed, kind of tweed jacket. Uh, and he was just kind of looking over his right shoulder, standing right on the edge of this, of the expansive Grand Canyon. Um, and he had, you know, this was back in the fifties and he had a cool kind of hairstyle. He looked very James Dean and, um, it was my favorite photo of my dad. And so my ex-husband painted that for me and he stretched the canvas himself because I wanted it big. And, uh, so he stretched the canvas himself, built the frame, stretched the canvas, prepped it. And he painted it in a style that was for me. And it was not in his typical uh, painting style. Uh, It was more abstract um, than what he would normally do. And he did that for me because that's what I like. And it turned, I mean, I couldn't love it anymore. It turned out awesome. I ended up putting it in my uh, tattoo studio when I owned it and my aunt, my dad's brother, um, brother, my aunt, my dad's sister, um, she popped in unexpectedly. I hadn't seen her in quite a long time. And her and her husband were visiting uh, the town that I was living in where my shop was. And it was a small town. So you could you could very, very easily just ask around and say, hey, where's the tattoo shop and, and find me, um, which is what they did. And when she walked in, she just immediately, she, she glanced across the shop and looked at that painting and immediately said, that's Les. That was my dad's name, Les. And, uh, so you, you will get from that how a, a, an abstract painting without a ton of fine detail in it could be so recognizable as my dad and she remembered being on that trip. So she, it just, it seemed to kind of flood her with uh, the memory of that time. And so recently um, he reached out to me, my ex-husband, I've, I've not interacted with him in uh, many years and he found me on WhatsApp and, um, you know, we looked online and saw that I was doing some things um, that were online versus, you know, in terms of my writing and this show and my coaching practice, et cetera. Um, and he just uh, also mentioned that one of the photos that he saw in one of my blogs um, had the painting of my dad behind me. And he just made mention of it and um, was happy to see that I still had it. And I was able to tell him that it's one of my favorite things in the world. You know, it's sort of like the, you know, outside of your loved ones and your pets and things like that. It's the one thing I would save in a fire kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, it was just a wonderful kind of full circle, um, to be able to tell him how much that meant to me and how much I still really treasure it. And in that, it was just a very brief exchange, uh, him to me and then me to him. He, he just said, um, you know, he acknowledged that I had been through a lot. I, he must've read some of my blogs perhaps, and um, said that he was proud of me and that my dad would be proud of me. So that one gift, um, which still means so much to me, also was a catalyst for 
you know, kind of a first full circle moment uh, with my ex-husband that was, um, you know, we, we had healed, I would say, um, but it was quite a healing interaction for me um, that I really appreciated. So that's what popped into my head um, with this prompt. And as you can possibly hear from what I'm talking about, it brings up all of these different places of gratitude, you know, not just for a thing. Um, of course, um, I love the painting and the painting is a thing, but it brings with it so much more uh, than what it is in terms of memories and appreciation uh, for the people that come into our lives. Um, even when somebody doesn't stay in our life, um, it doesn't mean that they weren't meant to be in it uh, for the time that they were there. Okay, so that is your day two prompt. Uh, What's a meaningful gift you've received and why did it mean so much to you? And the practice at the bottom of day two is do something nice for yourself today. This can be as small as preparing a nourishing meal for yourself, taking a bath or treating yourself to something you've wanted to purchase or experience. And I'm just going to do, I'm going to do a yoga practice today. Uh, before I go to work, that is, uh, well, I am working, but I'm also going to work outside um, today. And so I'm going to do a brief yoga practice and that feels um, like doing something nice for myself. All right. You're uh, listening to Freedom for Humans. We're going to take a break and we will return with um, day three of our seven days of gratitude. We will be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Are you tired of overeating, overspending, drinking too much, or being in relationships that drain you? Do you have invasive thoughts that make you feel bad about yourself and your life? Do you keep pushing yourself to the next goal only to find that it doesn't bring you happiness? You don't have to live this way. You can live a life of well-deserved freedom and happiness. Coach Kirsten Johansson is here to guide you. Book your free discovery session today at GiraffeTangoOctopus.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans. Have your own story? or have questions for Kirsten or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Freedom for Humans. This is Kirsten, your host, and we're on day three of seven days of gratitude. And just as a reminder, this came from Daily Ohm, this gratitude guide. And so each day there's a prompt uh, and I'm recording them on different days so I can tell you what I did with my uh, my gratitude guide. And perhaps you can also use the prompts for yourself um, to use gratitude to basically just to lift you. It pretty much lifts me um, no matter when I use it. So uh, the prompt for uh, today was what is something that went well today? 
Um, okay. So as I shared with you before, I picked up some seasonal retail work. And so, you know, like I'm doing a ton of new things with a new team and I'm working uh, directly with the public, which I haven't really done in a long time. I've been in operations leadership a long time um, and have not worked the front line, so to speak, worked the floor, um, if you will. When I think back the last time that I worked the floor in any environment, retail or medical, was probably back in 2005. Um, I still had my tattoo and body piercing studios at that time. And I worked the front counter and did everything. I did everything. I didn't tattoo. Um, and I trained as a piercer, but it ended up to not be for me. So I ended up not piercing or tattooing, but doing, you know, everything else in the shop um, to keep it going. And certainly I was the um, face of the shop and uh, interacted with all the customers, but that's been like 15 years. Um, and as I also mentioned before, I've been work from home uh, for the vast majority of those 15 years. Uh, so anyway, I it's been an interesting experience. And um, some of the things I guess that popped into my head when I was looking at this prompt are, um, you know, I've worked front of store um, on Black Friday. I was the front of store person and I've uh, done cash out and I've been stocking and prepping for events and sales and getting to know the team. And I've gotten some positive feedback just about how quickly I've picked things up and um, how I'm doing and um, that I have a, a strong work ethic. And I just want to say, you know, I've spent all those years in leadership and all those years in leadership, you know, working from home. So not, you know, physically being present um, a lot of the time and just having somebody say to you, you know, you did a great job or I noticed how hard you worked or, you know, you're really picking things up quickly. That goes a long way. It goes a long way. Um, so if you're a leader and you have something like that cross your mind, um, and you don't necessarily think, well, you know, should I go the extra step to tell somebody, um, that I've noticed something that they're doing, I'm going to just say, yes, take the extra step. It doesn't take much um, to have somebody feel seen and appreciated. And one of the things that this is driving home for me um, is that, you know, those of us, um, all of our roles are important and it is sometimes um, the roles who are at the entry level um, at the, you know, customer service level, sometimes they're paid the least, um, because are, they are the entry point into the organization, but they are extremely important. You know, those people who are helping your customers, whether it's in person or over the phone, you know, they, they're the face and the voice, um, of your company. And so I'm getting to experience that and to experience, you know, a lot of the things that, uh, that our staff, when I was in a, a corporate healthcare environment as a leader, gave us feedback about like the technical things and the systems things and the corporate communication, those kinds of things. And so I'm experiencing those um, really at a very different level um, and gaining a, a great appreciation for the importance of you know, the way that leadership communicates, not just at the, at the um, store level or practice level, but at the corporate level. 
Um, okay. And also, um, you know, it's been a very different experience for me as a former perfectionist. Um, had I done this a few years ago, um, cause I've certainly thought about working outside, uh, of my work from home situation, uh, throughout the years and wondered, Hmm, I wonder if this will make me feel different or if this will lift me up in some way. And I'm here to tell you that it does make me feel different and it does lift me up. Um, and also, you know, because of all my practices, I went into this just feeling okay and fine and accepting of myself and of this new uh, position and situation. It's temporary. I think I have about a little over nine more weeks um, to do this work here. And I just went into it accepting myself and um, not putting pressure on myself to perform a certain way or to be perfect or to not ever forget anything. You know, there's lots of little things to remember. And I focus on the important stuff and I take note of the things that maybe I need to focus on a little bit more because I I perhaps forget to do them. And then I just work on those things. Uh, and so it's a it's a very different way of being and a very different way of working. And it removes uh, the stress from it. Uh, because one of the things I've been focusing on is that I'm in charge of my stress. I'm really the one that generates it. I know that we think about stress as something that's externally generated and that we are sort of kind of a victim of in a way, um, or a little bit of a sitting duck, like, oh, here comes the situation and, you know, it's objectively stressful and therefore I'm, I'm stressed. And, um, you know, I've been going through some objectively stressful situations, but, uh, with, you know, with a new job and, um, juggling it with my, my own business and also the situation with my, with my condo that I'm not going to get into today, but I've mentioned it, um, as it's been playing out. So some financial stress. Anyway, I've been, um, experiencing some things that are objectively stressful and choosing not to be stressed about them because, I don't want to be, and I don't want to suffer. And I know that it doesn't help me in any way. Uh, and, you know, gratitude is a huge part of the way that I've been doing that. So, so that's day three. And um, on the guide here, I'm going to give you the affirmation, which just so happens to really sync up with uh, one of the uh, mantras that I've been using. And the affirmation is I give myself permission to experience limitless joy and possibilities. And um, it syncs up with one of my mantras, which is that um, I can enjoy, I can and will enjoy everything that I'm doing. All of my time um, can be enjoyed regardless of what is happening and what I'm doing. So that's what I have been focusing on. And it's been um, really carrying me through uh, some fascinating uh, new experiences. All right. Um, so that's it for day three of seven days of gratitude. And um, I'll be back with day four next. Welcome to day four of seven days of gratitude. And um, again, this is the daily Ohm seven days of gratitude guide and some prompts that they provided. So I'm working through those and uh, hopefully they will also help you to cultivate some gratitude, which does make a person feel quite a lot better. Today's prompt was interesting to me. Um, the prompt is, who do you admire in your life and why? 
And as I was pondering that, of course, you know, I sort of scrolled through the people who are closest to me, my family and my close friends. And I have reasons um, to admire all of them, um, actually. And then I started to just think about the resilience of human beings, the ingenuity of human beings, um, the way in which human beings navigate such a vast array of challenges, work their way through them, you know, sometimes in ways that are, you know, somebody might attach the word admire to like, wow, I really admire how you uh, work through difficult things. Um, but you know what, <laughs> even if somebody works through something in a way that maybe doesn't necessarily draw admiration from others, which by the way, I thought I would look that word up because it it feels like a quite a lofty word to me in some way. And actually, um, strangely, as I was um, getting ready to do this, I think it was yesterday, I was speaking with Erdogan over uh, WhatsApp. That's how we communicate when I'm um, not in Malta. We video chat every day. And he said, I admire you. Um, and then he said, I am learning new English words. <laughs> and of course, I thanked him um, because it felt like a really nice compliment. But I also felt myself kind of feeling like it was too much. Like, oh, I think maybe that might be a little over the top. So there you go. There's a little bit of self-hate to come in and go, you don't deserve that. You don't deserve those nice words. Um, anyway, so I looked it up today uh, before talking with you. And it really just means um, to regard um, an, an object, quality, or person with respect or warm approval. That's all it means uh, to admire. So anyway, as I was reflecting on that, that word and that feeling and the people in my life uh, that are close to me, but also the people that I meet, uh, you know, I'm, that I'm meeting in this seasonal retail job that I'm doing, that I meet when I'm out and about here in um, Lincoln City, the people are very friendly. And I find that you know, as I get to know people little by little over time, because maybe I'm working with them or I see them out, you know, once a week or so, you just begin to learn little bits of information about people. And I always find that I am left with uh, an impression or a feeling of admiration for the way in which they are and have navigated the challenges of life, I find that I am always kind of bowled over. Um, you know, it's, we are not alone in our challenges. It feels often like we are, um, I think, or like to quote uh, Tom Cruise and a few good men, the hits just keep on coming. It It often feels like the hits just keep on coming and that, you know, maybe we can't catch a break and What's going on with us? And why don't we have these these beautiful lives that we see other people having where it looks like they don't have any problems and everything is beautiful and perfect and right with the world? And let's just remember that, first of all, you know, those are likely curated. Nobody's life is is all one thing. Um, and that also those things also exist along with the challenges. That's what life is, really, for me, at least it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. It's always going to be a mixed bag. 
and to believe or desire for it to not be, to believe or desire it for, you know, for it to be one thing um, or all good things or uh, a life where challenges and problems, you know, don't really arise and we can just kind of have an easy go of it. I think we all know that that's just not, that's just not human life, right? And the voice, the conditioned voice that wishes for that um, is what creates dissatisfaction. So as I'm interacting with people and um, accepting them as they are, um, being unbothered by pretty much anything, because what's the point um, of being bothered? It allows me to really take in um, the amazing nature of human beings and what they're able to navigate in life. So, um, yeah, so that's it for, for day four of seven days of gratitude. And there is a practice at the bottom, um, of this particular guide and the practice, uh, for today. So again, the prompt is who do you admire in your life and why? And then the practice is reach out to a loved one and share how you appreciate them. And I would note that that is specifically a happiness practice that I learned in the science of well-being, uh, which is a Yale course. I'm, I'm sure it's still available online. It was really, it's a pretty famous course. And I took it during the pandemic and I really did appreciate so much of what I learned in there. And I still fall back on it um, in terms of what makes happy people happy. And one of them is to reach out to a loved one or someone who you maybe haven't told how you feel about them and tell them how you feel about them, either in person or over the phone, or um, it's suggested actually that you write them a letter and that that can be quite meaningful for both of you. Um, so yeah, um, I was uh, I was interested to see that that was included as a prompt because it is definitely um, also a happiness practice. And it is now day five of our seven days of gratitude provided by the um, gratitude guide from Daily Ohm. So on day five, our prompt is what is something that you find beautiful? It can be anything from a physical item to a feeling, anything that speaks to your eyes, heart, or soul. Um, well, gosh, so much. <laughs> so of course I was flooded with, um, images and thoughts of all of the things that I find beautiful, which I think is sort of a theme, um, of this life that I'm living. And people are fascinated by, you know, me bouncing back and forth between the Oregon coast and the island of Gozo, which is the, a Maltese island. And there is so much beauty in both places. And one of the um, I don't know, I guess one of the anchors of that beauty, if you will, uh, for me is the ocean uh, here in Lincoln City on the Oregon coast and the Mediterranean Sea uh, in Malta. And so they are they are different. I mean, of course, I'm standing on the edge um, of here of um, of a continent and of an island when I'm there and I'm looking out at the vastness of the sea. And, um, in, in Malta, it has a particular sort of turquoise, uh, to it and it's warm and you can very comfortably swim in it and you can 
see from the surface um, all the way down to the bottom uh, at certain depths because it's so clear. And, you know, in Malta, that beautiful turquoise water, often calm, depends. If the wind is up, then, of course, um, the surf can be rough. But it's often calm. And it's a, it's um, set against the blue, blue sky there, which for me is just a different kind of blue than it is here. And then that against the kind of sandstone, if you will, um, color the whites and the beiges of the natural architecture of Malta. Um, and it's a, it's kind of a dry place. It's not a super green place. There's some green, but, um, it's an, it's an arid environment. So there is some splashes of green, um, but there's a lot of kind of natural tones against, uh, that, uh, brilliant blue. And it never really gets old for me. You know, I wake up there and my eyes light upon the blue of the sky and the colors of the morning. Um, And it just, it just raises a feeling of beauty and gratitude truly in my body. And it's similar here when I look outside, um, you know, we're surrounded by these beautiful old trees it's lush and green and it's wet you know it's pouring it's pouring today yesterday and today which is what makes it lush and green and there's bird song and uh, yesterday the deer there's lots of deer that come through uh, my mom's uh, property here and yesterday my mom said oh my god this deer just ran through the yard like something was chasing it and I I got up and came over to the window because I get excited about, about seeing the deer. She's, she also enjoys them and also is annoyed um, that they eat her, her flowers and shrubs and things. Um, but we went over to the window and there was a young, uh, there was a, a what looked like a, a doe. And then there was a, a young deer and it was just playing. It was running and jumping and twisting its body around and, flinging itself around and <laughs> my mom said what is it doing I said it's playing it's playing it is just sort of enjoying the wonders of life and um so you know all of these things I, you're probably catching a theme here I like uh I like nature and and animal life and nature sounds and bird song and the donkey that I hear uh, in in Gozo and the clippity clop of the horse. Um, the guy exercises his horse regularly and that clippity clops by and, um, you know, there's similar kind of nature sounds and sights here. And um, they both really do fill my soul. Alrighty. So that's day five and that's your prompt. What is something that you find beautiful? And the affirmation today is I'm grateful for the glimpses of magic and beauty that exist in this world. All right. I will be back um, for day six of seven days of gratitude. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. 
Are you tired of overeating, overspending, drinking too much, or being in relationships that drain you? Do you have invasive thoughts that make you feel bad about yourself and your life? Do you keep pushing yourself to the next goal only to find that it doesn't bring you happiness? You don't have to live this way. You can live a life of well-deserved freedom and happiness. Coach Kirsten Johansson is here to guide you. Book your free discovery session today at GiraffeTangoOctopus.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans. Have your own story or have questions for Kirsten or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Freedom for Humans. It's Kirsten, your host, and we are on day six of our seven days of gratitude. And today's prompt is, what is a beautiful place that you've been to? What made you feel connected to it? And reflecting back to your senses, how did it feel to be there? And uh, the prompt includes sight, scent, sound, and even taste. Well, you know, I did not look through all of these. I just wanted to, uh, you know, do them as they popped up. And so I spent some time telling you what I found beautiful and it was about places. And so um, I did pick a different place. I've been to a number of beautiful places. And one of the ones that uh, often pops up in my mind is Rio de Janeiro. I'm I'm picking something else though. Uh, I often pick that because my goodness, my mind was blown um, as I drove. I uh, was driven into Rio from the airport. And just wow. Um, so yeah, so Rio's awesome and gorgeous and beautiful and like yeah, like no other place I've seen. But as I was reflecting on this, I thought about Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, um, where I visited, uh, you know, I'd gone to Kuala Lumpur, uh, Malaysia, and I uh, wanted to pick an additional place. And so I don't know what, I'm not sure. <laughs> I know what you're causing me to, to pick Sri Lanka, but that's what I picked. And, um, you know, once you go to Sri Lanka, you've gone more than halfway around the globe. And so um, I then ended up visiting Abu Dhabi for a few days on the way back because you kind of have to fly all the way around and you got to stop anyway. And, um, you know, I wanted to visit uh, a place like that, um, that is so, you know, so different, um, from what I'm used to. And, um, you know, really the Malaysia, Sri Lanka, Abu Dhabi trip, um, was wonderful. Um, all of those countries are so different and the cultures are so different and the food and the language and the people and everything um, is so very different. And I had a wonderful time. And when I think back about Sri Lanka, okay, stick to the topic, right? Sri Lanka, um, you know, it was an absolutely beautiful place. And one of the things that we did was we hired a driver, which I've done in many countries. And it's a wonderful way to get around. And also you end up having somebody to chat with and learn about and learn about the country. And sometimes I've had, you know, more than one driver, uh, depending on how much I've traveled around the country. Um, I've also self-driven and my partner has driven. There is something really wonderful about having a driver. If that's something that is within the realm of possibility uh, for you, depending upon where you're visiting. 
And so we were having breakfast at our favorite place. It was called the Coconut Primitive. Um, they had really interesting, uh, these interesting combinations of English words I found in Sri Lanka for like the names of their businesses and stuff. And so uh, his business was called the Coconut Primitive. And it had, we went every day for breakfast and it had, he made the most wonderful food, you know, bacon and eggs and he would bring out, I don't eat bread, but my partner um, would eat a little bread. He'd bring out a, a giant heaping uh, plate of toast and he would make me a big pot of um, English breakfast tea. Now, Sri Lanka is, is the largest um, grower and exporter of tea in the world. And so, um, you know, wonderful tea. So I'd have wonderful tea and breakfast and he would serve me uh, pineapple for my fruit. And he watched me, he, you know, he would just bring me a big chunk of pineapple and he watched me for a day or two cut out the core. Cause I don't, you can eat the core. I don't, but you can. Um, and then after about two days out comes the pineapple with the core out, you know, so he was, was happy to see us. We were happy to see him. He got used to what we like to eat. And it was just delightful. It was a delightful way to start our morning. And of course we chatted about what we were doing and what we had seen and what we wanted to see. And it's kind of unusual. Um, I found for people from the U S to be in Sri Lanka, it's really far. It's just really far. And so when somebody would say, well, where are you from? And we would say the U S they'd say, the U S like, wow. Like it was kind of novel. Uh, Because they don't see that many uh, Americans there. And so, you know, uh, as we were chatting, we were talking about some of the things that we thought we might like to see, which included where the tea is grown, you know, the tea factory, uh, the, you know, not only is it grown there, but, but also it's where they actually produce and um, export different kinds of tea. And then there are the Buddha caves, which were one of the most beautiful, interesting, peaceful, transformative, epiphanous experiences that I've ever had, truly. Um, so that, the Buddha Caves, he drove us. Uh, so anyway, sorry. Uh, the the owner of the Coconut Primitive, of course, said, oh, well, I have somebody who could drive you. Let me just give him a call. In he comes. We chat with him. We tell him what we'd like to do. Um, it is a multi-day trip, um, which they're used to. And so we basically just scheduled with him and it was very affordable, you know, as an American traveling to certain countries, you know, there are times when our dollar goes a long way. That was the case in Sri Lanka. So to have a driver for three days was not cost prohibitive, um, at least at that time. And in fact, many of the places where we wanted to go, um, so we could see the Buddha caves and, and the tea factory and all of that. Um, the accommodations specifically ask you if you have a driver because they have driver accommodations. Otherwise they're like bunks, I think. Otherwise the drivers have to sleep in their cars, um, which is pretty uncomfortable. Um, and you know, and wait, wait to drive you the next day. So anyway, we saw the tea factory and I, you know, I saw all the teas from the, you know, sort of the best, highest quality teas all the way down to basically the dust that gets put in the tea bags that we buy in the grocery store. Uh, so that definitely had an impact on, um, you know, when I do drink tea, it definitely had an impact on my palate and 
the kinds of tea that I drink, et cetera. Um, you know, going to the Buddha caves, we kind of lucked out, I guess. Um, there was hardly anybody there. So we were able to explore these amazing, I'm just going to call them the Buddha caves and maybe just take a look. Um, you could maybe find some photos of them if you have not been. Um, it's hard for me to put into words. Um, uh, you know, even if I describe them to you, there's something about how it felt to be in there. The, the, I don't know. I don't exactly know how to put it, but there is something about the feeling of being in those quiet, uh, peaceful, spiritual, ancient, you know, caves with the statues and the artwork on the walls and stuff like that, that was just truly amazing. And then lastly, we went to the elephant uh, sanctuary where there are baby elephants and there's, you know, a huge herd of elephants that every day goes, uh, walks through town down to the river where they are bathed and uh, they cool off, et cetera. And so our driver had said, you know, no, we must wait. Cause we were kind of, you know, we had seen the things that we wanted to see. And he said, no, we, we must wait. We must wait for this. And I, I thought, oh, okay. Okay. So he says, come and stand over here. So we go and we stand along this street and then the, you know, the ground starts to shake and then here they come. Um, this just massive herd of elephants. And of course I'm, you know, inching up towards the edge and I'm reaching out because I want to touch him and he grabs me and pulls me back because yes, there are handlers and um, yes, this makes my heart sad. Uh, yes, there, some of the elephants had some chains around their uh, legs. And so they are controlled in a way, but they're also, it's also a massive herd of elephants um, that all they have to do is sort of twitch and um, something could go awry. So, you know, I did get to touch some elephants, just not, not as they're walking in their herd. They don't want you to do that. So anyway, those are some of the highlights. I mean, I could go on and on about Sri Lanka, um, but the wonderful people, and we had some lovely food, the, the, um, you know, the, um, where the tea is grown, where the tea is made, the Buddha caves and uh, the elephant sanctuary were absolutely Wonderful. So that's what I thought of. What is a beautiful place that you've been to and what made you feel connected to it? And that's the prompt. And then at the bottom, there is a practice and it is, I am grateful for the glimpses of magic and beauty that exist in this world. I think we heard that one before, uh, but that is the practice for day six. All right. And um, I will be right back with a quick day seven. Okay, day seven of our seven days of gratitude. The prompt is, what is a lesson you learned after facing a difficult experience? Well, um, you know, we just have a few minutes, so I'm going to be relatively quick. And I do think that this this applies to all humans uh, at one point or another and at multiple points in life. And that is when your body is unwell, um, be super, super nice to yourself. Be nicer to yourself and nicer to your body than you even think possible because there's something that happens to us when our bodies are unwell. It can often trigger self-hate um, and a desire for it to just go away, to hurry up and heal, 
to feel betrayed by our body because it's not letting us do what we want because it's not acting in the way that we want it to or need it to. Maybe it has cancer and it's absolutely catastrophic. And there are a number of things that happen to a person when your body is unwell. And often it is not compassion. I find that in my own life and certainly in my own history, but I also find it with other people. If you've ever, uh, if you know someone or you've been around someone who, who gets ill or injured and, and they insist upon pushing through (laughs) when my, you know, my dad who never took a sick day, never took a sick day, as far as I know, in 30 years of teaching, teaching high school kids. So, you know, exposure to lots of germs and stuff never took a sick day. And when he would feel unwell, he would run. (laughs) He would say, well, I'm just going to sweat it out. I suppose maybe sometimes that worked. He was so stoic that, you know, I wouldn't really know. Um, But he was definitely a push through the pain person. And so if you know a push through the pain for person, it's really not very compassionate. And it doesn't allow you to have a conversation with your body. Because your body's really trying to tell you something. It's giving you feedback all the time. And it's certainly giving you feedback when you are unwell. Uh, And so it's important for us to listen to that. So do listen, ask for what you need. If you don't get it, keep asking or ask somebody else. I know that's difficult. It's difficult for me. But when when our bodies are unwell, we need help. Um, and you know, I know that sometimes we, we think and hope that somebody will see that we need help and they will come and help us without us having to ask. My experience is that is just simply not the case. Everybody has a lot going on. And so sometimes we just have to ask that doesn't make the help any less wonderful and awesome and great to have just because we had to ask for it. Um, there's no shame in the unwellness of your body, regardless of where the unwellness comes from. So even if you feel as though you had a hand in it, okay, like you've done something or not done something um, that has brought on uh, a certain type of of illness, um, it does not help to flagellate yourself, to beat yourself up over it. So if you do feel like you had a hand, forgive yourself right quick and then be really, really kind to yourself. Listen to your body, take care of yourself, get the rest you need, and your body hopefully uh, will rally for you. Okay, so that was day seven. Um, So what is the lesson you learned after facing a difficult experience in the affirmation? is I am thankful for the wisdom I have gained from challenges in my life. All right. That is our seven days of gratitude. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that uh, perhaps you heard a prompt or you followed along and paused from day to day and, and used the gratitude prompts because as I've mentioned throughout, I do find uh, that using gratitude to shift out of a negative mindset or even a kind of a not so great feeling in the body um, is quite effective. All right. Um, Have a great week. It's been great chatting with you. Love yourself, free yourself, be yourself and dance your own tango. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope we have helped you learn to love yourself unconditionally and accept and celebrate everything that makes you, you. Tune in next Wednesday for another episode. And in the meantime, dance your own tango.